Hello and welcome to the third episode of Art School Thinking, which is a podcast by myself, Tracy Eastham, for people who are looking to transform their way of making art or thinking about art. I speak from an arts school perspective, which is about opening your mind to different ways of thinking about the world and therefore different ways of seeing the world. So today I want to talk about limitation and also to mention that I've had a bit of a break from this podcast because I've been really busy developing my online art school Um, I've been really pushing it and welcoming some new artist members to the school, which has been wonderful. I've also started to run a series of monthly live group sessions as well, which has been an amazing opportunity to speak with the students who sign up to my subscription. Um, And in a recent conversation, it made me uh, remember... It made me recollect a really important process that I've gone through as an artist and that I see a lot of my student artists going through as well. And that is about limitation. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today, how limitation can transform our art practice. So I'll give you a couple of examples to start with. I've been speaking to artists who have everything. They have all the art materials. They have beautiful Fabriano deckled watercolour paper. They have a new set of Inktense um, pencils. They have, you know, um, brand new sets of watercolours. They have a studio space set up with lovely, you know, uh, ring binders full of images and um you know, uh, storage compartments and everything's organised and wonderful and they have everything. They've spent hundreds of pounds on all uh, all these art materials. They also have ability. They have skill. They can paint and draw. They don't need to be, they're not waiting around being, uh, to be told how to do it. And also, they have time as well. The people that I've been speaking to, they have all the materials, they have the space, they have the ability, and they also have the time. However, they are not making work. They are stuck. They don't know what to do. And I'm seeing this over and over again. Um, and I think I think the real issue here, and it's something that I incorporate into all of my uh, creative strategies in my teaching, is the introduction of limitation and how that can really fire up our creativity. I'm going to give you another example now from my own creative development. So uh, back in 2006, I completed a master's degree. Uh, at Wimbledon School of Art in London and I was in London we had London studios and obviously you know space is tight in London I had a tiny little corner I had a a tiny square desk uh, with a chair I barely had any wall space and I could no longer make the huge gestural expressive paintings that I used to make you know and these these big paintings that I used to make I, sometimes I would paint with a sweeping brush 
you know, to get to, to get to really experiment with mark making. I could no longer do this because of space. I, I also had no money. I was a poor student artist living in London. I was spending all of my uh, career development loan on my uh, rent to pay for my extortionate, you know, um, bedsit garret that I was living in. Uh, so I didn't have any money either. So I couldn't afford the paint. I couldn't afford the big canvases that I was used to working with. And, you know, I was really struggling and I, I fought against these limitations. And I desperately tried to carry on making the artwork that I always had done, but with with very limited means of space and money. And obviously, you know, I was failing and I very nearly did fail my course and get chucked off halfway through. Um, but I had a transformational moment where I decided to accept and work with the limitations that I had. I walked around the college and I just thought, I, I, I've got to work with what's to hand. The library in the college were giving away these big boxes of old out-of-print books and out-of-circulation magazines. I think they were selling like a huge great big box for like a pound. So I bought one of these big boxes of magazines and I sat down at my little square table on my little chair in the corner of this city centre studio and I started cutting up the magazines. Now, in my head, I was thinking, I'll start doing these collages as a way of planning my paintings so that I don't waste, you know, time and money. Uh, but I found these collages so exciting. I was completely transformed by this process. I was mesmerized by the collage process and, you know, the rest is history. I went on to make a series of um, experimental collage work and I did really well on my masters and I ended up getting a distinction. Um, that's been just one example of transformation in my practice. There's been other examples too where I have also dealt with limitations. One of the other key limitations that I dealt with in my art practice was when I've had my first child which of course is a huge limitation in terms of the time that you're able to spend on things and that that had a similarly transformative effect on my art as well. But um, I want you to I want you to think about in your practice what limitations do you bring to your artwork and perhaps this could enact the transformation that you need and that you want. <clears throat> so there's two elements of this limitation element, the process of embracing limitation to transform your creativity. The first element is that we need to be able to reflect on where you are now, what the problem is and where you can go from there. You know, when that, when I was doing my masters, I, I I remember going and sitting on a bench and just really th thinking, right, this is it. This is like crisis point. I need to do something about it. That was a reflective process for me. So, and you need to be able to do that as well. You need to be able to sit down and sort of think, okay, you know, what is the issue here? And the issue for you might well be that you just don't know what to do. Uh, you've got all the materials, you've got the time, you've got the ability, but you're just stuck. Your artwork's not bringing you any joy anymore. Uh, you don't really want to do it. 
Um, but you want to carry on making artwork, so you're sort of stuck in this dilemma. So that's the first stage, reflecting and accepting that you're in that situation. The second element is to come up with a new strategy that fits your new situation, your new context. And that's easier said than done. It's easy to say, try something new, but sometimes you need that bit of um, spark, that bit of external influence. Um, When you've got all the options available in the world, you know, which one are you going to pick? You could do anything. So, so, so why, why, where do you start from? It's a bit like when you need to tidy the house and your house is an absolute stinking mess. The windows are dirty. You need to do the hoovering. There's washing up. There's the washing. You could also do the gardening, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. And there's so much to do. You literally don't know where to start. Whereas if you said to yourself, okay, I'm just going to um, clear the kitchen tops. If you say, right, I'm just going to do that. If you apply a limitation to the activity, it makes it much more achievable and you can start and it's easy. And, you know, then you're on a roll and you can carry on with it, you know, if you want. But the the fact is that you've made a start. The, The introduction of that limitation gives you the inspiration and the creativity that you need to try something new and to move on. Um, So there's there's just those two elements. It's easier said than done, of course, but let's let's discuss. I want to give you some more examples of how limitation has been massively influential for lots and lots of different artists. Looking at artists as well, of course, can help us give us ideas of what we're going to put into practice ourselves. So here's just a list of a few um, a few famous artists. Dr. Seuss, the famous writer, he wrote Green Eggs and Ham using just 50 words, 50 different words to write that book. Matisse, at the end of his life, he had failing physical health. At the end, you know, he, he really struggled physically. He, couldn't, he could not physically stand and paint or even sit and paint. And that's why he turned to his cut-out collages. He had an assistant to help him and he would um, paint um, sheets of paper in just block colours and then he would simply cut them out with a beautiful big pair of scissors and paste them onto canvases. Van Gogh, at the start of his career was determined to master black and white mark making and he told himself that he would only move on to colour when he had mastered black and white mark making and that's why you see hundreds and hundreds of black and white sketch work that he did with pen and ink and other materials so he limited himself to just black and white. Yves Klein famous for developing his own Yves Klein blue a lot of it most of his artworks only use that one single blue. You know, imagine restricting yourself to just one colour. And um, and then my last example is Kurt Schwitters, a Dada artist who um, had lots of limitations in his life, one of which was fleeing Nazi Germany. He came over to the Lake District, was extremely poor, so would go around the streets of the Lake District picking up bits of rubbish from the floor and he would use those bits of rubbish to make his assemblages 
which would eventually translate into making his famous Mertzban. So he's he's and he's been one of the most influential 20th century artists. So, you know, and all of those names are great names, great artists, and they all worked with limitation. So you can too. So, um, you know, there's, there's how do we pick the limitation? You know, um, I've given you some examples there of limiting your use of colour, uh, limiting your uh, materials in some way, limiting your method in some way. You could limit your art practice in terms of size, in terms of scale. So maybe restrict yourself to just making three inch squared paintings. You know, if you're used to doing landscape paintings in watercolours, and you, you often work at A4 or A3 size, uh, quarter imperial or whatever, challenge yourself to make some three inch square artworks instead. Um, Try appropriation. So appropriation is something that I've included in my, a lot of my lessons. Appropriation is taking somebody else's work and incorporating it into your own. That is, I guess it's more of a challenge than a limitation, but it, it's still something that can give you spark that you're having to bounce off to get started. So limit yourself to starting from someone else's artwork and incorporating it into your own artwork. Uh, what else could we have? Using text, text in your artwork. So this is a bit of a weird one. But rather than working with tone and color and, you know, shading and representation, build up your, build up your image that you want using just text, you know, letters, numbers, figures. That's a bit of a weird one. And, but, you know, you just don't know where it's going to end. And that, that this is the art school pedagogy that I'm all about. It's about trying something new, trying something different, because that's where originality comes from. That's where innovation comes from. And I guess it brings in a third element to this process. Remember I said there was two elements, reflection and come up, coming up with a new strategy. Well, I'm adding in a third element. And that's that we need to have to accept mistakes. We have to accept that the new things that we will try won't 100% work straight away. And we will most likely make some silly, um, weird, maybe slightly ugly artwork. But the intention, you know, when we transform our artwork, when we apply limitations, we're not... Our only purpose is not just to make amazing artworks all the time. It's to transform our art. It's to try something new. It's to change our practice in some way and see where it goes. And that's difficult, you know, and it might be a bit embarrassing and it might be a bit cringeworthy. But the, alter the alternative is, you know, just sticking with the same thing that we've done all the time. So I'm going to wrap this podcast episode up here. And I want to leave you with the challenge of giving a limitation to your artwork. Apply a limitation and don't just apply it once, you know, stick with it a few times and you'll be surprised what happens. You really will. Look at other artists who apply limitations to that, their artwork. Maybe think, what have I never done before? 
What do I find particularly difficult? And aim for that. Contradictory, I know, but give it a go. Thank you for listening to me. And I'm going to be stepping up my podcast a little bit from now. I'm going to be trying to do um, episodes more often. So I will look forward to seeing you at the next one. Bye.